This episode of Grab Bag is brought to you by Off-Brand Mix Nuts and Toilet Paper. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Grab Bag. Today on Grab Bag, we're going to talk about intentional communities and their purpose and their lack of purpose and their differences. In any case, so around early 2000s, I visited and lived on uh, my first intentional or experienced the first uh, intentional community. It was on a farm and their premise, or it was late, loosely based around just people sharing land and farming on it. And it was in California, and it was just north of Yosemite. And they were growing strawberries and cut flowers. In any case, I woofed and ended up visiting them, and... They had about, I don't know, maybe just about 10 houses on the property. It was quite huge, and there was hiking trails and a farm on it, and um, there were kids living on it, and they got on the school bus and went to, like, a Montessori school down the road, and... Um, and then they had an intentional, excuse me, they had a, a community kitchen... And, uh, I stayed there for a few months and, uh, farmed and really it was very laid back and it was, you know, do whatever. And then on my way out, they gave me a bag of weed, not like a dime bag. They gave me like a Ziploc bag of weed. (laughs) And, uh, I really enjoyed it. It was very peaceful and very beautiful. And, uh, so I met this guy who was from New Zealand and he was going around the world visiting intentional communities, older, older gentlemen. And he had just reached retirement age and he had decided that, he was going to go around and visit intentional communities. And then when he's done, he was going to create his own. And we ended up going to Yosemite together and talking about it and all his travels and having a good time. And uh, in any case, so that was my first experience with living communally like that and seeing the dynamics and seeing what didn't work and what did there was some, there were people that had gotten married on the land and then divorced, but then they both stayed on the land. So that was like, oh my God, <laughs> you know? And uh, and then there was just a complete harmony of the flow of things. And other than that, it was like, uh 
you have your space and I have my space and uh, you know we all meet into in this like kitchen common area and enjoy each other's company and uh, I found that it was very peaceful and then they had some money coming in through like a very structured uh, uh, f- uh, f- framework of like uh, some light farming and there was uh, some yurts and you know there's a cabin there's an old cabin and some nice houses and in any case I was really young and I left um, there and uh, with some farming experience and then I also left with being like that's my first time on an intentional community and anyway so then I guess my next experience with intentional communities was uh, Short Mountain Sanctuary in Tennessee which is a rural queer community. Well, mostly what started as mostly just gay men, um, intentional community. And that recently has shown to be uh, a hot mess. (laughs) And... uh, the dynamics of just who's there, and I think it's really telling of the times. Uh, there's just so much bullshit going on uh, with race and people um, being not being honest about uh, their true intentions around. Uh, just not being honest, really. And there's a lot of bullshit going on. Uh, there's a lot of bullshit going on with, like, uh, how do I say? It's just, it's just a mess. There's, um, if you think about, like, what's happening outside of a place like that that's supposed to be a sanctuary and all the fucked up shit and in the past few years uh, how many black people have been murdered by the police and how many trans women have been killed and then we have ICE detention centers happening and then we have extreme poverty and we have people in sex work and from a queer standpoint it's just a lot of, it's a lot happening, and I myself was physically assaulted in a bathroom, and had my nose broken, and, you know, I think of this place or places like that as a place of solitude and peace, and I'm and I found most recently that it's kind of just torn apart and it's not able to organize what's happening outside in the world and make and kind of put it aside and make it peaceful in that environment. And it's just a lot of butting heads of trying to say that their cause 
is the most high and the most notable and it's a fucking mess and uh my most recent experience was like like a really shitty version of the real world and in a way it's kind of like disgusting that it's like mocking ourselves like as that we can't find some kind of unity or some kind of agreement that we don't want to hurt each other or we at least want to be there for each other and not being honest and being and being kind of coy in this way of you know just making sure that uh they come first the individual and making sure that their, you know, uh, needs are met and that they are not kicked out or whatever and paranoia and all this shit. So in any case, so... Just thinking about... And I also was just thinking about recently um, missing a sort of innocence about myself pre transition because so much shit has happened after I decided to transition once I started to physically transition so much shit has happened there's a part of me that misses this innocence and um, it's almost a longing and it's it's in a way of like I don't remember that person and I don't remember there was a freedom that that person had that I can't, that I don't have anymore. Even though, in in a way, someone might look at me or hear me and, and say, you know, he's very free. And it's a certain freedom that came with this innocence. And... Uh, I think it's just kind of like a pileup of really awful shit. And I, and when I'm thinking about connecting with others who more than likely have gone through something similar and within a community of being trans or gay or queer. Getting older, it really annoys and disheartens me to see the fact that we can't communicate and um, at least designate or be there for one another. And... Uh, so I think it's just like at this time where places like intentional communities would make a lot of sense but my most recent visit to such a place and such a and specifically a, a you know gay and queer 
space, it was a fucking train wreck. When it should be the complete opposite. Um, everything that's happening politically and etc. It's you would think that it would be more a riot in a way of trying a riot to be there for one another. I just find people not being brave. I find people being selfish, and I find people being. Uh, cowardly in a way, emotionally cowardly. I'm not able to be honest aloud and using crutches instead of saying really what's on their mind and sticking to a rhetoric just because it's what works or whatever. So. And then, so, right next door to Short Mountain is Ida, and my last visit there was really great, actually, and I think, for whatever reason, there was a a shift in, uh, I, I think... It definitely had more of a presence of feminine, but it also had a shift of um, starting to kind of weed out bullshit. And anyways, um, and kind of just focusing on like what really needed to be done physically instead of being like uh kind of letting the work do the talking in any case so and uh thinking about intentional communities and that way of living and whether it be you're just wanting to share a piece of property with a bunch of people not based on sexual orientation or anything, or gender. Um, I think there's always a goal or a motive in mind, either whether it's for the earth or cost-sharing or... uh, I think that... uh, these types of models, or whatever, uh, can really help change and shift the way we view society, whether or not you stay there for the rest of your life, or whatever. And I know there's a intentional community called Wild Seed in upstate New York, which is uh, head or led by uh, uh, African Americans. I I don't I think I don't know if it's people of color or whatnot, but it, I think it's mostly like black owned intentional community that does allow all people of all 
colors, and then so, and then it's also uh, queer. And let's see. And then there's an arts collective, which I don't know is still around. It's called B something. It's in Maine. B something. And that's just land, and you're an artist. <laughs> and uh, let's see. So I ended up being homeless and living on the streets, and I came up with an idea that started out helping other homeless people. And uh, it went from owning a piece of property land and then keeping it in the city and having homeless people and with private residence and on-site care. And then it went to trans, helping trans women. And... I remember being at a meeting at an LGBT center and this woman rolls up in her van and she like parks it like halfway in the street and she like stumbles out of it and runs into the center to get to this meeting on time. And this is a trans lady and she was talking about starting an intentional community in West Virginia for trans women. Um, and I thought... About it then, I was, I was thinking with how many ladies have been murdered that a place like this needs to exist as exactly what I find intentional communities really hold space for is privacy and um, the ability to have a quiet time while you kind of shelter yourself from the evils and the terribleness of the outside world. And, um, so I have thought about this, um, within cities and then I'm really thinking about it as like a outside of city I think nature really has this ability to heal and in any case so where does that leave in this discussion <laughs> Um, it leaves me at talking about specifics. So is it better to have a intentional community just for trans women? As in, so Ida did, started years ago making space for uh, people uh, like brown and black people on the land saying like if you're sober you you had to go to like your sober spot right because you didn't want to hang out with like people drinking or doing drugs and then so like they separated it and then created space like only black and brown people can go in the space in a way or an effort to reclaim and just make space as like 
uh, a new kind of safety feeling all in this way that, you know, it takes a minute for non-black and brown folk to kind of like register sometimes. And the idea behind it and what happens in the outside world. So, and just thinking about being in spaces where you're constantly the only brown person or the only white person. Excuse me, the only brown person. It rarely ever happens that you're the only white person. Well, it happens to me quite often, actually. (laughs) Anyways, that's the gist of that. And so, just thinking about specifics, um, like trans women if it's better to just have a space for just trans women. And is it better to just have a space for trans men? Short Mountain started off that it was just a space for gay men of all colors, but just gay men. And then some people started to kind of push back on it and be like, uh, you know, we're queer, and we deserve to be here too, and lesbians rule the land, and all that. And I kind of left there this last time being like, I think maybe it should just be for gay men. <laughs> like, I just want to be like, fuck all of y'all, and get off this land, and get off of it right now. And I hope some, like, dead white guy who died of AIDS in the 80s, comes back here and tells all of you off and tells you all to fucking go to hell. And, um, so... Uh... Yeah, I'm just thinking about specifics in that way of... where... you kind of need to weed out the bullshit and you kind of need to, un- like, be like, this is where... It needs to heal, and this is where, you know, space is needed, and we, and if we can't organize the fact that we're all fucking fucked up, and you can't organize everybody's fucked upness, then you really need to fine-tune it into, this is a space just for gay men, this is a space just for trans women, this is a space for just uh, queer black and brown people, this is a space for just trans black and brown people, like, I think... In this way, if we're thinking about the earth healing and we're thinking about nature, I think bringing where we're hurting, bringing it to land and bringing it in this way and bringing it specifically, I think there's a good chance that it will have some cause or effect. Um... And I would love to know what that guy in New Zealand, what he ended up doing as far as intentional community. Um, If he went back to New Zealand or what, you know. Uh, There's so many other ways to get involved, no matter what your sexual orientation or gender or race, uh, you know, an ethnic and your culture background. And you can be a black person really into permaculture and go live on some intentional community that's just about permaculture. You know, it's just about where you're at. 
like right now I'm like really into the fact that I'm Irish and I'm like I'm not gonna go well I could <laughs> go to Ireland <laughs> just stay on a still community but like right now that's like where I'm healing is like okay I've invested so much time um in loving and and wanting to know more about African American culture and Southern African Americans, you know, Southern Black people, and investing so much time in, uh, you know, just loving on Brown folks and working with migrant workers and and kind of investing time that I think where I'm at now, I, coming out of it, I'm kind of like uh, in this way <laughs> a little lost in the sense of um, a standpoint of like seeing I know why I am that way and I've always been that way. Um Ever since I was a little kid, I've been that way. And maybe not lost, but maybe more so, like, just maybe a yearning to be closer to something in my past before I was born that might bring me closer to myself. You know, just a puzzle piece of sorts. And after I got assaulted... I started obsessively cooking, and I realized that I was always cooking. Like, I would get masa and make fresh tortillas, and that was very comforting to me. And then I would make southern food, and I was really suicidal, and I just started um, cooking Irish food for the first time, like soda bread and... I realized I'm in my 30s, and I'm very Irish, and I've never made soda bread before, you know? That's, like, that's where a light went on. And um, I I made, like, this sausage dish that, like, involved bacon and, like, (laughs) you know, like, sautéing onion with butter first. And, like, it was really very comforting food. And I took this picture, and my whole face is swollen on one side, and I'm just smiling and I have a huge black eye. And it's just a picture of me with these, like, sausages in this Dutch oven. And um, I was just, like, sitting in bed the other day and just thought of that moment. And it was, like, it really did help me bring me out of this very dark place. But I, I just remember being so kind of um, content and happy in that moment of, like, I'm making this really delicious dish. And, um, and so anyway, so I researched a little bit more about Ireland, and it brought me, not, I won't say full circle, it brought me, it, it, it wrapped around, and it made all these intersections based on this dish and why the sausages are pork and not beef. <laughs> and so, like, uh, Britain invaded Ireland and basically brought in beef, but, like, m- took over the whole land. 
and then told the poor, you know, poor that you're going to grow potatoes and we're going to use this land to grow this more, uh, or, you know, we're going to yield beef and, and we're going to have cow on these pastures and you're going to grow potatoes. And then, you know, eventually all the potatoes got blight and then the, the great famine and the immigrants came here. Anyway, so it made all these intersections and I... You know, it was like feeling like one light after another just went ding, 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 ding. And, um, yeah, it was like being in my early 30s and, and realizing that I never really took the time to think about that. Um, in any case, so... Maybe there in the future I will visit intentional community in Ireland. <laughs> but anyways, those are my thoughts on intentional communities and I hope that you find some kind of trailway off of what you just listened to.